Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Songlines and Tan Lines podcast, a place to take a momentary break from your day-to-day routine. Those returning, thank you. The support is greatly appreciated. Those new to this podcast, welcome. And if you like what you hear and are not a subscriber, don't forget to subscribe. Now let's pull up the anchor and set sail. This week, the Songlines and Tan Lines podcast and the Audible Ecstasy podcast, both of which I am a part of, got together in order to talk about our top five Desert Island Buffett songs. We also threw in two albums we would take as well. It was fun working on this episode, and it was a nice way to celebrate my 100th podcast episode. Can you believe it? This podcast has now reached 100 episodes. That's a one and two zeros, folks. I truly cannot believe it. I never thought a simple idea about showcasing Buffett's music would have grown into something with this many episodes. Thank you guys for listening, for subscribing, for downloading, for just being a part of this podcast week in and week out. I couldn't do it without you, and I'm glad you're along for the ride. Now let's dive into the episode me and the Audible Ecstasy crew did together. Hello and welcome Thanks, guys, for tuning in to the Songlines and Tan Lines podcast and the Audible Ecstasy podcast. This week, a joint effort to celebrate Songlines and Tan Lines' 100th episode, which, honestly, I cannot believe I've reached 100. That was eventually going to be my end goal. And now that I hit 100, I still have a ton of stuff I want to talk about, so hopefully I'll keep going beyond this. We'll see. Jimmy is currently down with, uh, he's got the sickness, as Disturb says. So uh, <laughs> down he's down with the with sickness. The sickness. <laughs> so I'm going to try and run it. Chris is going to try and run this thing. I'm not as good with three people as I am with one person, which is strange. Um, you know, I guess I'm not a lot of time with Menage a Trois in my lifetime. But anyways, um, three is not as good as one. Just take it with what you want on that one. <laughs> But anyways, wow. <laughs> sidebar, sidebar. Even I get let Anthony little... take over, it gets blue immediately, man. Uh, it's, it's oh trying to throw a little humor in there to get my nerves down just a little bit. But uh, it's go. strange. Like I said, I've done 100 episodes on my song lines as of this one. And I still get a little nervous doing it with three of you guys together, which is strange. It shouldn't be. But anyways, this is 100. Let's go ahead and start getting into everything. We're going to start with, what, number five right now? And these are yeah. our... Top five Jimmy Buffett songs we would take to a desert island and two albums. And we're going to go five through one and then get into our two albums and then close out the episode. So we'll let Chris go ahead and get everything started. And guys, I'm sure, Chris, you're doing okay. You I'm know. doing much better than Jimmy is, but uh, yeah, we'll power through today. Oh, so yeah. basically, guys, I uh, I set up that kind of the, the soundboard the way we normally do it. Uh, Jimmy usually goes first. I go second. Anthony goes third. Uh, this week, I doubt he'll have any of his, uh, you know, uh, song facts or anything as far as he might have for his own songs, but not for all of us. So anyway, uh, Jimmy, this is your first number five number pick five. overall. All right. Yeah, let's, let's hear do it. it. Do, do you want me to play it first? And you just, yeah, please uh, go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Oh yeah, great choice. Too much Guys, that uh, 
one particular harbor. It's my number five song, um, and lots of reasons behind it. I think it's an absolutely fantastic song. And the opening lines, not the not the foreign language part. The I know I don't get there often enough, but God knows I surely try. It's a magic kind of medicine no doctor could prescribe. I play this every spring, and you know we don't get to go to the beach every year, um, but we surely do try. Uh, sometimes it's funding, some like we've had the the virus for the past couple of years, so we really didn't get a chance to do a true vacation. Um, we're hoping to do it this summer, um, but I always think about the magical times that you can have at a beach, especially when you live like we do here in the well, we live in the mountains. I can't complain too much, but um, you know this song just makes me smile. Lyrically, it's it's a it's a well-written tune. Um, his words, I mean, the, the lakes below the mountain flow into the sea like oils applied to canvas. They permeate yeah, through me. Beautiful. We've got the lakes here, and we have the mountains that go directly to the lakes. Chris, I know it's a view you see quite regularly. I've been fortunate enough to go out with you on the lake a few times. I mean, honestly, it's a song that works no matter where you live, and it can bring you to that Buffett moment, and that's why it's my number five. Chris, go ahead. That's a good pick, Jimmy. And I'll tell you, uh, when I was listening to that, I like you said, man, uh, we've got a little uh, harbor that we go out to on the lake every uh, week in the summer. It's uh, Jacob's Creek out there. Not to give too much away for the people, <laughs> locals that might know where I'm talking about. But Don't uh, storm the boat, man. Don't I storm love, the boat. I mean, it's, it's right, man. It's just like magic kind of medicine no doctor can prescribe. It just puts you in a great mood. Uh Great pick, man. It really was. When it I saw your pick. list, I was like, both of you guys probably did better than me, but I, you know, you, hey, I just nah, did man. my best. No, nah, I'm looking forward to hearing Anthony's as well. So let's see what you when, guys uh, have. Anthony's, Anthony's is the holy grail. But, when, uh, yeah, no, nah, don't, don't give me all that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yes, it is. I had to kind of bring a little bit different take because of what I do on my normal one. So, But, you oh, know, man. in one particular harbor, we play in concert, man. That part where it kicks in, I used to go bananas, just spinning in circles, singing to that song and screaming at my top of my lungs. I know people must have thought I was crazy when that part came, but I, that song always got me riled up. Probably not on the Buffett show, buddy. I think it's a great. Nah, you, uh, we went to a Buffett on show one. one time where me and Chris got uh, accosted for dancing and singing. So, uh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to say the venue because I don't want to run any venues down. I'll say it. It was Knoxville, Walnut Tennessee. Creek. Oh. No, it was down at Thompson Bowl. Told us to sit down. A bunch, bunch of rednecks were behind us. It was terrible. It was the worst Buffett show we've ever been to. <laughs> Next to the one in Charlotte where the guy tried to take his pants off beside me, but that's another story. Now, there too, you go. So. All right, let's get this thing back on track. i got to keep you guys in line today. Oh, wow. So my number five is off the album Changes in Latitudes. Uh, it's got 119 plays in concert overall. I figured I'd pull that, those facts for each one of mine, just to kind of give you a little little teaser there. As far as the song goes, I'm a sucker for songs that kind of have that uh, border town feel to them, you know, old Mexico kind of vibe. Uh, I think this is one of the most underrated songs on that album. I've always loved it. It's got like a bluesy guitar that comes in with it that really just kind of sets the tone. Uh, I love the story that, that Buffett tells in this song. I'll go ahead and play it for you guys. Uh, if, I know if what you it is. can guess it now. All right, here we go. That is all I really want to say. Number four, ain't it? Number five. Oh, is it number five? That's my number five. Love that song. Great pick, Anthony, man. let's, uh, you want me to play yours? Or you want to give a little intro to it? Uh, yeah. You know, keeping everything blue this morning, my song has been 69 times in concerts. So. <laughs> nice. Anyways, well played, sir. Well played. go ahead and play mine. Then we'll, I'll dive into my spiel a little bit. Following my song line past bamboo shacks and shops behind a jitney pack like sardines with bananas piled on top. I 
ran away from politics It's too bizarre at home The way I flew, tuned in to blue Maybe Amsterdam or Rome Awakened by a stewardess With Spain somewhere below On the threshold of adventure God, I do love this job so You know, uh, that song just takes me away. That's another one of those songs. I tried to pick decades. That's the way I did it, because that's about impossible if you didn't do decades. Because I would want a representation of every Jimmy decade, because 2000s onward, the 90s onward, 80s, 70s, that kind of thing. Because I love all those decades. 2000s, he's had some great albums that I think don't get the love they deserve. And Far Side of the World uh, is my fifth song, and it's just, uh, let me read my notes a little bit. It's from the album Far Side of the World, released in March of 2002. Uh, the album is amazing from start to finish with many great songs. And this song has always stood out to me. It's one of Jimmy's adventure songs, songs that take you on a trip to various places around the world, places that I will probably never see, places I sometimes have never heard of. But uh, through his lyrics and his images and his songs, I can visit those all the time and being on a desert island too, you know, maybe you might need a little far side of the world occasionally and dream a few different places because it might get a little dull occasionally. You never know. So anyways, but yeah, far side of the world jumped off at me. It was between this one and I got a couple little at the end. Maybe we're going to play of a couple little contraband. I should show, so should I could say. So anyways, but far side of the world is my number five. So, you know, Sounds like good. I said, yeah, I wanted to kind of, do something a little bit different since I run the podcast and just kind of give everybody a little different taste of Jimmy instead of just the the normal, you know, Margaritavilles and stuff like that. So, well, I think that's three pretty good number fives so far. Yeah, dude, I agree. Uh, this is fantastic. That'd be a, be a nice party if we were on the beach with those three songs playing. So. <laughs> we should have done this one down in the Keys, absolutely. Yeah, we really should have. Break the bank yeah. and done it. All right, guys, so our number fours are coming up next. Uh, Jimmy, would you let me play yours off the bat, or you got to lead in for it? I, I, I like this one. great album great song <laughs> yeah i uh <clears throat> obviously gypsies in the palace i picked this song because whenever chris uh, kind of got me into buffett i went with fruitcakes first then i ended up getting i think i ended up getting feeding frenzy next and yeah, then getting a1a and working my way up slowly there and feeding frenzy is such a great great live album this is my original hearing of gypsies in the palace the live version is absolutely fantastic it is you can't say <clears throat> excuse me you can't say nothing bad about it. I think it's a fun, almost like an outlaw country vibe in a song for Jimmy Buffett. And lyrically, it's just funny. It makes me smile. It takes me back to the time when I did go out, party, have fun with friends. <laughs> you know, things that you you know you Sounds do fun. when you're a young 20, 21-year-old person. 
Um, but man, this song just brings back great memories. Lyrically hilarious. And is it Glenn Fry that gets the it phone is. call at the end? It is Glenn Fry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, I, it's just a fun song. I think it's something I could I could appreciate over and again. And I'll be honest with you, I'd probably take the live version with me because I think it's just a just a smidge better than the studio version. Yeah, and that's my number. Is, yeah, it's, Feeding it's Frenzy is one of those live albums I don't get, think get talked about enough either. Oh, you yeah, know, that's it's, it's great, an amazing album. live album. That one song on there. Uh, there's a Harry, Harry Belafonte, Harry Belafonte song he covers on there that. Uh, can't think of that off the top of my head, but I always loved that version. Love that song on there. That's where oh, yeah. I first heard that song. And another Saturday Night's on there too, which is a great song. Well, heck, song. In the City's on there. Is that well, the In Mac, the City's Mac, on there? Yeah, great, great song. He's man. got it's some a great kind album. of some kind of like intro to Why Don't We Get Drunk? That's like almost yeah. like a church revival at the start <laughs> it of it. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it's great, true. man. It's such a good, good it's, album, it's, man. It's back before oh, Jimmy wow. sort of got the. He was sort of that. <laughs> Uh, Randy, is that the right word? Kind of that kind of raw kind of <laughs> concert. Look quite feel. the family man. The, the He's kind of more family true. friendly mm-hmm. now. But back in the day, like listen to "You Had to Be There," which is probably his best live album. And yeah, love it. That yeah. album is just full of just. It is so good, man. Young Buffett. <laughs> so all right, yes. guys. Go ahead. Well, my Chris. number four. I'll get into it. It's off of uh, "Son of a Son of a Sailor." It's got 103 plays in concert overall. Now, for me, there's a lot of nostalgia with this song. I have a distant memory. I'm, I'm going to see if Anthony can guess this. I'm going to give him a few little hints here. Oh, no. I've Nobody got a distant memory of uh, the first time we saw Jimmy Buffett's. Uh, I went to the beer stand. Oh, God. And uh, it was, there was a line a mile long. So I grabbed two beers when I was there. I know what you're talking about. So I come back, and this song is playing. And I'm out there just dancing in the aisle holding two, <laughs> two beers. Yes, I remember that. Uh, it's an up-tempo, carefree song. Perfect for just about any occasion. I think it represents everything Jimmy Buffett stands for. Love the reggae beach vibe to it. Uh, you got a guess, Anthony? Yeah, it's Manana. It is. Awesome. <laughs> I'll never remember. I'll never forget that concert. <laughs> you were like, I love this effing song. And you're going nuts. Tells her that she's got to leave. She's got a plan hidden up for shrewd sleeve. Wants to find her a captain. A man of strong mind It's always been one of my favorites, guys. It's, it, it had to make my top five list. Uh, there's nostalgia involved with it for the <coughs> the fun times I've seen it in concert, but it's just it's always been one of my favorites for him. So, dude, this right, is Anthony. absolutely fantastic. Oh wow, <laughs> Anthony, let's hear your number. You want to lead lead it out, or you got some words? Uh, go ahead and just play it. We'll go into it. And this, by the way, excellent pick, right off the bat. Oh boy. Sinner on the mainland, he's a sinner on the sea. He looks for absolution, not accountability. How many destinations? Oh God, he's seen them all. He collects his precious bits, never a Black sheep of the family clan Broke too many rules along the way Remittance man So far away from home No, they'll never understand The remittance man That one keep playing. That. That's great, man. It really 
is great. It's a great one. Love for the a steel Sunday. drum. That, that's yeah. so good, man. It's so great. Subtle. So subtle. Is this yeah. off of uh, barometer this is soup? Off of, yeah, barometer, barometer soup. Oh, released in August of 1995. Uh, you know, it's another one of those. It's easy breezy vibes. I love his easy breezy songs. You know, yeah. ballots from both beaches, bars, and ballots is always the first one I go to uh, when I pick out the the box set because I just I've always loved his ballots. Uh, this another one just kind of takes me away from start to finish. It's an amazing song, yeah. and no times in concert according to Set List FM. Unbelievable! That's one of those ones Never? that on your podcast, I, dude. It's nineteen ninety five. It's just a hair. You didn't even play on internet. the Barometer Soup tour. I I didn't see it listed, man. I wow. did. That's, just That's a really good song. He's missed out. He I've always loved that song. I can one of the best on that album. I, <laughs> I really, mean, really. Wow. Yeah. That's why I started my podcast initially to showcase, and I think I've showcased this song before, is uh, just for songs like this that just don't get the love that I think they deserve, and this is one of them. And Five O'Clock Somewhere, which is my sort of my pincushion on the show, over 500 plays now. I mean, it's almost in his top 10, I think, now. So That's, that's my number one, just so you know. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> my favorite song I, ever. I love, I like the song, and I enjoy it. And I like what it, the mood it puts you in when you listen to it. It's a very fun, entertaining song. But when you hear songs like this, you're like, really? You couldn't just drop that song? It's an absolute songwriter song, dude. Yeah. So, anyways, oh, man. But that's my, that's my next one I'm taking. So That's a great good pick. pick. Good pick, Anthony. All right, Jimmy. You ready for your number Go three? Ahead. Go ahead and play mine, please. tell you what and i think i can't remember the exact order but this was either my fourth or fifth album i bought by buffett or cd back in the day and i instantly remember falling in love with this entire record it's such a such a great album and i thought this was his first album for the longest time just so you guys know so Um, did i you know and then you go back and you find out he has two others that were you know very limited release i guess and not very successful at the time but man, this song, it just makes me smile. This is pure country. I mean, obviously this is country years and with a hint of what, you know, what is to come of Buffett later on, because we're talking about a guy that's having a hard go at life, it sounds like, and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just a fun one to sing along with. And God only knows if it would have been a true story, it'd be even more funny because some of his songs well, were true back in I those think, days. <laughs> I think the, well, not the Great Feeling Station. I was thinking of the other Peanut Butter Conspiracy. Peanut Butter is, Conspiracy is definitely one. See, that yeah. song almost made the cut, but I like this one so much. Man, yeah. you know, it's so hard to pick five songs, guys. <laughs> yeah. And it's I do fun. love Peanut Butter, but the Great Feeling Station holdup is, is so good and fun, you know. I just it's, I've uh, always loved it, and I think this is making a round out for my top five for sure. And I hope I uh, hope you guys like that one as well. It's funny to hear the kind of when you hear the like the can of STP and the yeah. black and white TV, and just it kind of really puts you in a time stamp. At time <laughs> it does. Too. It, it takes sure. you back, man. <laughs> you know, you go rob a you liquor know, store to get STP and a you know. Th- cheap think black about and white this: television. they probably got the most expensive stuff from the store. A jar of cashew nuts in nineteen seventies. Yeah, it's true. Think about it. You know, well, cashews are still like pretty a, expensive. This they time, are. Yeah. It was probably like you know six, seven bucks back then. That was more than <laughs> more yeah. than the gas. If he's <laughs> doing the peanut butter conspiracy, I guarantee oh, he's gonna doesn't have a lot to to buy yeah, cashews. No doubt. No doubt. Oh man, such a fun song. Such a fun <laughs> country song. Mm. All right, guys. Well, yeah, good pick, man. Love that song. It was in my short list too, but it didn't oh, make the awesome. cut for me. Awesome, man. Uh, so my number three, and I gotta say, I told you guys. I was almost positive Anthony was going to pick this in his top five. I'm really surprised it didn't come out. Uh, 
it's one of Buffett's best ballads of all time, in my opinion. I've always loved this song. The story is tremendous in this song. Uh, it's just one of those that so it's a story about somebody that wants to take a long trip to reinvent themselves. Uh, it's uh, some got some of the best lyrics of all. I'm going to give it away right now. Say my favorite lyric in this is some of its magic, some of its tragic, but I had a good time all the way. <laughs> that li- that lyric is just so powerful, man, and it just like puts you in a great mood it puts you i mean it's it makes you think if if you can live life like this guy lived it you've lived a good life so obviously number three is he went to paris off of white sport coat wow. and a pink crustacean 190 plays in concert all time i can't believe you didn't pick his answer <laughs> man like you said man some some of his big big ones that are not in my top 10 top 15 now he lives in the island Heard so much Fishes and pilots drinks his green label each day. Writing his memoirs, losing his hearing, but he don't care what most people say. Through 86 years of perpetual motion, if he likes you, he'll smile and he'll say, Jimmy, some of it's magic. Some of it's tragic, but I had a good life all the way. He went to Paris looking for answers to questions that bothered him so. Great song. Um, I love it, man. That one One always takes me. That one takes me back to my early days getting into Buffett. When I had songs you know by heart initially and those things that. Beach times and stuff. Every time I always think about the beach when I hear that one for some reason. It just takes me back. But You know, I know this song's not about him, but I've always thought of like Hemingway when I hear this song, too. I, yeah. I know it's not about him. It's about some musician he knew or something, I think. But It's I also I kind of a very, it's a very sad song for Buffett, too. You know, it's very much it a is. tragic song about a guy that's pretty much running around at the end of his life and reminiscing about all the things that, that basically didn't go right, you know. So. Did he actually meet this person in real life? Is that right? He wrote a song I'm about not somebody? sure. It was about a musician that I think the guy was from the United States who who moved to Paris. And, but like it's, uh, yeah, I I should have dug up more on that. I, I don't. I was really just know. curious because yeah. some reason I was thinking he actually well, met this guy. I read well, something somewhere that he met this person many many years ago and got part of the have. story, and it's what inspired this song. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise yeah. me. I mean, I know a yeah, pirate looks great. at forty is based on a guy he knew back down in Key West. So I mean, I think that I know that came from actual experience. Right, and right. Uh, but this one I don't know, man. It's it's just a really tragic song, but it's a beautiful song too, start to finish. So I think yeah. this is a song as well that I one of them. These are kind of blended together when I was doing some research, but I think this is a song that he said he didn't used to play a lot in concert, and uh, he found out that Bob Dylan really liked the song, and it kind of changed <laughs> his opinion of it, and made him start playing yeah. it a little more. So yeah, Dylan gave him a good nod one time. So. Yeah. You know, I always, always too. He has that line that says, "Jimmy, some of it's tragic." You know that I always wondered: is he is the guy telling it to Jimmy, or is he calling everybody Jimmy because he lost a son named Jim? No, Which I in think a way, he's talking to Jimmy about it. I really well, that's do. what I think too. But at the same time, you think about it, he had a young son named Jim. Bombs took right. his lady, all that stuff, and you're like, mm-hmm. that makes it even more tragic if he actually calls everybody Jim because he's missing his son or something like that. So right. A little extra layer of, of maybe sadness <laughs> in that layer song. of tragedy on there. <laughs> it is, man. Okay. You know what? Yeah, wow. Great song. Okay, great, Anthony. Great so song. We're, we're to your number three now. You Can we go ahead and play it? Yeah, go ahead and play it. I went down to Captain Tony's to get out of the heat. I heard a voice call out to me Son, come have a seat I had to search my memory As I looked into those eyes My life's changed like the weather But a legend never dies He said I ate the last mango in Paris Took the last plane out of Saigon Took the first fast so much to be done I had a third world girl in Boozios with a pistol in each hand Yeah, I 
Well, that's another one off Last Mango, and I, I think Last Mango in Paris is one of those it's classic Jimmy albums. It, it probably doesn't get as much attention as it should either. I mean, I think it should be held up in high regard as like some of his 70s albums. I mean, it's that good an album. There's so many freaking good songs on that one. Me and Jimmy both have pulled two songs from it tonight or today. Yeah. And uh, this is another one of those that got me into Buffett hard back in the day. You know, when I heard this album, this was among my first Buffett albums. Like, I think I bought Songs You Don't Know By Heart. Then yeah. I think I fell into the box set. And then I may have fell into Fruitcakes that came out around that time. Then this is another one that I stumbled on shortly thereafter. And it was very early on for me with Buffett with this one. So it was released in 85. It doesn't really sound like 85, though. You know, they, some of his earlier 80s, you can hear some of the 80s influence. This one, right. you don't hear a lot of the 80s influence. You hear a lot of the 70s influence in this one. So it's um, a great record, man. Yeah, 284 plays in concerts. This is probably my most popular pick tonight. And I think this could have been on his big eight. I mean, I think it's that strong a song. It's it's It could have been that popular in concert. And nobody would have complained about it. So, right. Um, yeah, that's my third song I'm taking. So I've always loved Captain Tony. He's going down to see Captain Tony Terracino, who I think was the mayor in Key West for the time being. So, I mean, and I think his bar is still in Key West. And if I get a chance to go this year, What's, the, what's the name of his bar, do you know? Captain Tony's, I think. Oh, it is Captain Tony's, that's right. Yeah, so. Yeah. so anyways, that's down on Duval, probably on Duval Street, where everything I think is in Key West. It's big, so anyways. Very, yeah, that's my cool. number. My third song I'm taking is Last Mangle in Paris. So. Good pick. I, I will say, just as a sidebar, I, I don't know why, but when I was pulling clips from that album, both the two, they were very quiet. I had to boost them a lot, so I hope they sound good when, when, in, when this yeah. thing comes out. Something tells me that album maybe wasn't remastered. Some of the 70s stuff was, and of course the newer stuff's always going to sound good. But that one well, is kind of right in the sweet spot where it did not sound great when I was pulling clips. I, like, but. I don't think his 80s stuff and some other stuff, even his 90s stuff, maybe hasn't been really as remastered as his 70s stuff. Cause, I guess because yeah. the 70s is his golden era, right. so to speak. So. <laughs> That's when the, what people well, love, isn't it? I guess okay, so. Okay, well, Anthony, uh, that was a good one. Jimmy, you ready for your number two? And by the yeah. way, Jimmy, this is a great pick, man. I I, I kind of forgotten about this song when I saw you oh, picked it. I was like, oh man, I'd forgotten. Yep. All right. I heard it from a friend of ours. I saw in Timber Bay. You had a new lover who had stolen you away. That could be the reason that I. Got in touch. Me present slight problems if he loves you half as much. It's I who can't help but be ruled by my antiquities. Not unique, just this to be in love. You know I can't help but be part of my own philosophy. Not unique, just this to in love. Man, that's just a, it's a magical love song that, that the other person never knew. I know. It's like she never knew how much he cared about her and how much he missed her. And he probably made a mistake by not trying to stay with her. And he dedicated the song. Of course, I, I read that he dedicated the song to his wife and daughter back when it was written. Mm-hmm. Um, because he missed him while he's on the road. Uh, however, I love this song. I always have loved this song. I, I don't have a real life experience with it because I didn't really move far away uh, from a girlfriend or anything like that when I was growing up. So I didn't have that long distance touch. But something about this song always has touched me, and I just think it's it's something that it's something to be said about somebody who can recognize that they may have had a chance, they let the champ slip by, and they hope that they have found the right person in the right time and that would love them just to have as much as they did. So it, it you know, it's deep. I guess it, maybe I'm taking it too deep. Just love the song. I did check the playlist on this one. According to song list, it said something been played 31 times and that's a freaking shame. I, again, a shame. man, I'll just tell you, it's, it's unreal, man. And that may be, I feel like I've seen wrong. this live at some point. I, I, I feel like I've seen this. I don't remember. Probably did. I thought I had too, Chris. But I kind of remember I, him I breaking out an acoustic and I had somebody with him and it like was just like ending the show. Might've been like right? a closer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, I thought he did that too, but maybe I'm wrong, but 31 plays and I've only seen him a handful of times, like maybe five times at the most. So it's not many. 
when we saw him in the 90s, he only had, you know, he had the 70s and 80s to pull from. So he could have easily, um, Gosh, man, I know, but, you know, easily played this song at least once or twice yeah, for us. I know, but beautiful so, song, beautiful song. I love yeah. it. Chris? Yeah. Well, that's a good pick, man. Uh, and I think maybe part of the reason you like it so much is because the acoustic guitar in yeah, there. I think it's, it's, it's done very ukulele, well, man. Yeah, ukulele. Oh, yeah. a, oh, is there a ukulele in there? Mm-hmm. Sounds like oh, okay. ukulele, so... Yeah, he's got an acoustic guitar and a cute ukulele. Or a mandolin. No, mandolin. I bet you it's a mandolin. Oh, it is a mandolin. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a mandolin. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it says the name of the guy that plays the mandolin in it. Fantastic, yeah. man. Great, great pick. Thank you. All right, so my number two. Uh, going back with a little nostalgia again. Uh, this is on the first Buffett album I ever owned. I bought it after the first concert I ever went to. Uh, it's a great song. The steel drums are fantastic in this song. It's fun, easy to sing along to. It's great in concert. Puts you in a good mood every time you listen to it. And it was my introduction to Jimmy Buffett, so there is a nostalgia there. And it's the title track of the of the t- first tour and the first album, everything I saw. It's, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. here we go. song there are a lot of places to pull clips from i just kind of went with one of my favorite it's like spots a seven song. minute song man he yeah the, it's, it's a long one from fruit it's great Ford, in concert you know you yeah, can you, right. you can get buffett's concert feel from this song if you will because the way he kind of yeah. like yeah. brings a whole crowd into it i mean that's that's one of the songs he does with this so yeah this it was is, my number two love it yeah, this is where awesome, jimmy man. started introducing the longer songs like fruitcakes onward he's got at least a seven minute song on every album it seems like from fruitcakes really? forward so yeah i mean beach house on the moon is like seven minutes and then i think there's a few on banana wind that are long like that too and far side of the world which i picked is like seven minutes so yeah right yeah you know, so I guess he just All right. likes telling a story, man. <laughs> Anthony, you want me to play your number two? Yeah, I go and play my second one. Six hours later, we hit Sansa. I'd get the F bomb in here on this one. Yawning, she <laughs> of course woke you did. And asked where we Ruined two podcasts that When was. she found out, she said, I must be going. This close to Nashville was too close for her. So I stopped by the roadside and I gave her five dollars. She took it then, kissed me and gave me a note. She told me just to read it and mail it in Nashville. On old loose leaf paper to her mother she wrote. She said, Mama, I'm fine if you happen to wonder. I don't have much money, but I I had to get the blue word in, huh, Chris? <laughs> it's the best part of the song, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick, man. Six times in concert, according to Set Lest FM. I think Todd Snyder might have played this one more in concert. Uh, he's got a good version of this <laughs> wow. song if you want to look wow. it up sometime. Uh, yeah. It's on the album Living and Dying in Three Quarter Time, oh, yeah. released in February of 74. It's arguably my number two favorite all-time Buffett song. The, the, the one and two on this on this list, for me, are probably one and two Buffett-wise that I oh, pull wow. from all the time when I want to listen to Buffett's music, if I'm being honest. 
Uh, we we covered this. I covered this myself early on within the first ten of my episodes. I actually joined uh, we you did on that it. podcast, Anthony. What's that? I actually joined you on that podcast. Yeah, if you remember? Yeah. Was it the first one? We did the question uh, and answer. Nashville band. We did the, this one. Uh, we did a question and answer thing with West Nashville. All three of us. At oh, one, okay. The next one. So I did one by myself, and then we did one together talking about this. That's, like right. Se- that's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. Because me and you tried it, Chris, and then it didn't work out or something, and we decided to bring Jimmy in and do it a little differently and record it. And I it ruined it. You guys are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we tried to do it through this anchor system and record it through our phones or something weird right. like that. And yeah. Chris like, it doesn't sound right. Let's record it the right way, and we did it the right way. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, it deserves it, man. It's one of those short story songs that Jimmy does so well. He tells you a great story in a succinct amount of time, and you can just get everything from that whole story, her backstory, where he's coming from, everything in just that one little brief moment of time. It's such a beautiful, well-written song. So that was an easy one and two for me were like, boom, right off the bat. I knew which ones I was taking, but uh, yeah, so I'd always heard you talk about your number one. I knew that's what you're going with there, but I wasn't sure for your number two. I, I wish this would have been on songs you don't know by heart, uh, the West Nashville. I'd love to hear the story behind this one to yeah. see where where the inspiration came from for this right. song. So, yeah, all right, but. Jimmy, let's hear your number one. You ready to give yes, it Grandma's crank, right. crank her out? Amazing song, love it. My garden is filled with papayas and mangoes My life is a mixture of reggae's and tangles Taste for the good life, I can't live it no other way While out on the beach there are two empty chairs that say More than the people who ever sit there From under my lone palm I can look out on the day where no bird flies by my window no ship is tied to my tree love is a way of building to a crescendo right if you will ride it with me great choice you know I say this was my first Buffett. My first Buffett album was actually the Songs You Know by Heart record, and I kind of got that in passing because it was the greatest hits, and it was, uh, you know, at the time, everybody was getting it in high school. You know what I mean? It was That's probably, a great place to start I would say, too. 89-ish, 90, whenever. Mm-hmm. And then I, I dismissed it because I was kind of, you know, more of the hard stuff. And then Chris uh, brought Buffett to me, and, you know, and I guess this was 93 for Fruitcake, so that was my true first taste. And for some reason, this song has always stuck out from that record as being my favorite on that album. Um, and I think it's more of the message. And the older I get, the more it means to me. Like, you played the perfect part. The You know, while out on the beach, there are two empty chairs that say more than the people who ever sit there. I think about old people reflecting on their life, sitting in a beach chair, thinking about all the things that they may have missed out on or maybe all the things they've accomplished. And then the, lyrically, you know, how the chorus goes through where no bird flies by my window, no ship is tied to my tree. Love is a wave building to a crescendo. Ride if you will, ride with me. And then the very last thing he sings is, sing if you will, sing to the sea. When I think of Buffett, I think of him singing out to the ocean. And it's just a perfect way. And, and like I said, the older I get, the more I'm like, wow, that is the lifestyle. I, I will never have that lifestyle unless something crazy happens in the lottery. But I will say this: I can live vicariously through this song. Yeah, and it's, and it's honestly, it's it, my favorite Buffett song is on one of my two albums. Just so you guys know, that's going to be picked here shortly. But this right. is my favorite of the songs that are not on the two albums I chose. So yeah, I love this song, and it's only got fifteen plays according to Songless, which makes no sense to me. That's another reason that's, why I, co- I covered song. this one on the pod too at one point. Yeah, in time, I know. Long Pong, yeah. Was a, great song. Great it's just an amazing good. song. When I read those stats, it's just like seriously, folks. It's sad, like, why is, it? Yeah, it's sad. You know that, uh, like I said, not going back to the other song again, but five hundred plus plays when you got this one sitting there at fifteen, yeah, going, dude, play me a little bit more, please. <laughs> yeah. You know, I it's deserve it. 
<laughs> Would have been another one to great great one to close the show with too. Sure. It's just sure. perfect. It's just acoustically. Good good pick, man. All right. Yeah. So my number one, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tease it a little bit. Uh, I've always loved this song. Uh we kind of grew up in a time when this was kind of a forbidden land. Uh I don't give too much away in my notes here because it'll it'll spoil what this song is immediately. But Jimmy tells such a vivid vivid story in this song. It's full of drug smugglers, living fast and loose, uh, life in the Caribbean. Uh, it's the perfect blend of mid-70s Jimmy. It's got a little bit of Key West to it, a little bit of country to it, a little bit of outlaw to it, a tremendous chorus that will transport you in time. It's off the album Havana Daydreaming, 119 plays all time, which is ridiculously too low for this song. It's the title track. Here we go. I knew it. Love this song. Always a... It's a beautiful song. Ceiling fans dirty air, cigar smoke the swirl, a fragrance on the pillowcase, and he thinks about the girl. Spilling wine and sharing good time, she sure could make him smile. talked about the is it the big eight what they consider it the, yeah the big eight uh how this is not in the big eight i don't know because this to me is quintessential buffett it really is to the core i mean it's the lyrics in this song the vibe the time frame i mean it was like right in his when he was huge you know i mean still huge but i mean it's when he was right. coming up and when everybody loves his 70s stuff i mean this is a title track one of his best albums and it's a great song with i mean the, the story's fantastic it's perfect like pace to it it's just it's a great song love it always have it's a great tune man Havana Daydream is an amazing album honestly that album and Riddles in the Sand almost made it into my number two my two albums I would take those two albums are phenomenal Havana Daydream and if I was picking a top five Buffett albums Havana Daydream would probably land at four or five for me personally of albums from Jimmy that I just truly could listen to any day of the week and be happy with. So, um, but, and I think my, yeah, yeah, I think my, the song, my (laughs) number one is from that album too. It is also on that album. Yep. You ready to play? (laughs) Go ahead and play it. But I don't think she's cut a rug in years. Listens to the jukebox for her answers. and beers Talks about the men she's known and then some She's seen them in her dreams and on the streets Get a little blue right here She slides her dapper legs from beneath the table As if to reveal some kind of tree Too. You know, that's that's another reason why I love Buffett. That line right there is so raunchy and so raw, but he does it so poetically beautiful. You don't even truly notice it until you sit down and listen to it, you know? And I love that. I love a, a songwriter who can write a song that can just sneak up on you like that. It's so perfect. And this song, if I was pulling a number one Buffett song, it would probably be this one. I don't know. This song is one of those songs that every time I hear it, I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it. I was so glad to sit on songs you don't know by heart. That was such an amazing episode um, mm-hmm. to hear his story behind it. And 
Yeah, it was. It's just another fabulous story song. He does so so well, and uh, 106 times in concert, which is eh. I mean, that's that's a little. It's high-ish enough for me, but I wish it could be higher. But yeah, so that's my number one: a woman going crazy on Caroline Street. Like I said, that was one and two for me right off the bat. Boom, boom. I was like, yep, definitely those two songs. So. Wow. Um, great yeah. great pick anthony i've always yeah, loved that song pick. myself and that is a fantastic album i mean from beginning to end it really it is. is so i guess All we're right, going to move on to the albums next yeah. two albums we would take <clears throat> we are All right, jimmy well, what's your your first album i was going to say before i go on i'm going to review my top five songs and go into my top two albums guys as we already talked about my number five was one particular harbor number four was gypsies in the palace number three was the great filling station hold up number four distantly in love and number or excuse me, number two, and then number one, Lone Palm. Now, the two albums I pick are, they are from the 70s. I could not, I couldn't get out of the 70s on him. My number my number two, I should say, is Changes in Latitudes and Changes in Attitudes. Amazing album. The album is yeah, full of so many, album. so many good songs. Honestly, there's not a bad song on this record. I mean, Wonder Why We Ever Go Home, that's exactly what I think of when I go to the beach. Why do I need to go back home? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Chris, you picked Tampico <laughs> Trauma, which is an outstanding song. Yeah. The only, I mean, I hate to say it, this is heresy, I'm sure. Margarito, it's my least favorite song this whole album, maybe because it's just so overplayed. Yeah, but, hey, Jimmy, yeah. to that point, if I had a top 30, top 20 Buffett, Margarito yeah. wouldn't be in there for me. Yeah, I right, love Margaritaville it? as I long too, as the but, day is long, but there are so many songs I could put in front of it that I've fallen in love with from Jimmy that just yeah. take that, push that song back for me. So, yes, you know what? It's an incredible song, but still. It is. I get but your it's, point. It's, it's my least favorite. Like, I put Banana Republic, so great. In the Shelter's great. Landfall is a great song. Miss You So Badly. I mean, golly, so many good. And, of course, Changes in Latitude is an absolutely fantastic song. And then we're going to go to my number one album, which is a no-brainer. It's A1A. It has always been my favorite album. A1A. I don't know why, but I can listen to that thing nonstop every single day. I love it. It, it, it does include my, my favorite Buffett song, just so you guys, and I've said it before in the past, it's trying to reason with Hurricane Season. That's yeah. my favorite song, followed closely by Pirate Looks at 40. I love those two songs. So many, I mean, the songs, Door Number 3, it's a hilarious song. I love yeah. that song. Um, what is it? Tire Swing's great. Ten Cup Chalice. The back half Nautical of the album. Oh, uh, it's probably second one of his to strongest. The back half is because that's in my notes. So just stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, for my <laughs> desert island, these two albums and those five songs are going with me. And I I don't know that I could change anything. You guys have some incredible picks. I might make it a fifteen song playlist if you know what I mean. All right, all right, Chris, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and start with A1A as well. It's my number one album. Uh, it's the quintessential early Key West Jimmy Buffett album. It's when he kind of started to create, craft his sound. Uh, everything kind of before that was a little more on the country side of things. But the back half of that album, and that's okay. I wanted to stop Anthony from going too much there because Pirate Looks at 40, Migration, Trying to Reason with Hurricane Season, Nautical Wheelers, and Tin Cup Chalice. There's not a better back half of an album anywhere in his discography. I mean, that is just tremendous. That's a strong one. <laughs> it's it's strong as it can be. Uh, Ten Cup Chalice probably should have been in my top five as well. Uh, I I knew I was going to pick this album, so I left it out. It would have been right in that four spot for me probably. But man, what an album! It, it's it, when I think of like it, it, transporting back in time to like what it, it, you can listen to these songs and you can feel what Key West felt like in the seventies, just yeah. walking those streets. Uh, listening to his music and that's he's so good at that I mean that's that's what makes Buffett Buffett his storytelling is tremendous with this guy and this album's full of great storytelling so my number two is is a little uh it's gonna be a little surprise to you guys this I think was in 1981 is when this album came out oh uh it's uh coconut telegraph I love mm-hmm. this album. I know it's not uh, doesn't get much love. And, and, okay, I'll be honest. It should have been White Sport Coat, but I wanted to pull a song off that album. And when I was looking through White Sport Coat, my God, the songs on that album, beginning <laughs> to amazing. end, is tremendous. But this is this isn't from a di- technically a different decade. This is from the eighties. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm gonna read some songs off. You may not realize how strong an album this is. Oh, it's, but if you listen to that wow. boats, bars, beaches, uh, box set back in the day. 
uh okay so coconut telegraph great song uh, one of the one of his better ones and, and he got a lot of a lot of concert plays on that one incommunicado it's a fantastic song i've always loved that song uh the the but you know here we've had all these celebrities die recently like you know uh, louis uh, anderson, anderson and meatloaf and meatloaf and stuff yeah, it's just it's constantly you hear this <clears throat> this song's about him stopping in colorado and grabbing a beer when he heard about john wayne passing and toasting him you know it's just like it, it yeah. kind of hits when you hear that song especially if if there's been a local or a, like a celebrity death recently you've listened to it's my job is a great song. Growing older but not up is a great song. Great song. The good fight is a great song. The weather is here. I wish you were beautiful. That might be like a top ten song for me. Awesome song. Stars fell on Alabama is a great song. Island is a good. It's a good song. Probably the weakest on the album. And Little Miss Magic is a tremendous Magic. closer. And it would have been in my top five had I not known I was going to pick this album because I love that song. It's it's yeah. one of the best closers out there. This is a very underrated album, guys. I don't know if I've sold it enough to hear or not, but oh, it's a great. And I know it's and you know changes in latitudes, son of a son of a sailor. Uh, I mean, some great albums, obviously, but but I don't feel like this one gets enough love. I don't think it gets the recognition for for all the good songs that are on it. So that's why I made it my number two. All right, wow. Anthony, let's hear yours. Well, you know, like I said, I mentioned a couple before, Riddles in the Sand and Havana Daydream, which could have been there for me. Honestly, Life on the Flip Side has been a great album too, Jimmy's newest one. Um, it's it's a strong one for me too. Uh, the one before it, he's, he's done some great stuff in the 2000s. But the two I'm going with, my number one album, probably my number one album by Jimmy, there's something about this album that I truly love, that I listen to all the time. And when I listen to it, it just takes me away for some reason. I don't know why this, this album just captivates me. It's Florida Days. I absolutely love Florida Days. It's got, uh, it was released in June of 86. It's been one of my favorites for a long time. It's something about it pulls me in. I listen to it. Criola is on there, which is one of my favorites. I heard it ranked as like one of his worst songs. And I do not understand why Criola wow. no, it gets that, such hate. I love Criola. No plane on Sunday. I, the mantra of that song, I live by every day. You know, you need a damn thing you can do about it. Deal with it. Move on. You know, and there's like an illicit affair in there too, which I don't do. But um, <laughs> the idea is the plane's broken. There ain't a damn thing you can do about it. Let's go have some fun. It'll be ready tomorrow. You know, let's just make the best of a bad situation. And I love that idea of just wherever you're at in life, especially as a stay-at-home dad, it's like, you know, kids puking in the bathroom, you got to try to make the best of it, the best you can, you know? So I'm trying to stick with that song. And uh, like the coast is clear is on there, if I'm not mistaken. Floor Days is amazing. It's on that album. When the Coast is Clear is absolutely the, the most. Yes. I think it's a stellar song on that record. You almost forget that's that not an 80s song. It feels like a 70s song when the Coast is Clear. Yeah, it's so it. so strong. Um, if It All Falls Down's on there. Even the little fun song at the end, you know, Never Work, you in, never this work in This Business Again. Yeah, exactly. that's what he opens the Feeding Frenzy yes, with, isn't it? It yeah. does. So, yeah, this album needs more love, it needs to be more popular. So, that would be one that would go with me from 86 and then fruitcakes i'd have to take fruitcakes i was going to pick yeah it was released in 94 it was the first buffett album that i had that when i became a bonafide buffett fan it was my first album that i went to the store and bought and that was kind of cool like jimmy's got a new album out and i get to buy this album today it was my first tour was the fruitcakes tour so much nostalgia and there's so many songs on the album lone palm love in the library frenchman for the night any one of those three could have been on my top five Desert Island songs, and I would have been fine with it. Uh, Vampires, Mummies, and the Holy Ghost, name drop Stephen song. King. Yeah. And it's about horror stuff. And like, okay, I'm a horror guy. I love King. I love Buffett. My God, what a great song for me personally. Uh, yeah, it's just an amazing album, man. I really love Fruitcakes. I, that was another, that was a tough pick for me. I was kind of like, I knew Florida Days was Dude. there because that's always there for me, but. I was like, should I go with Fruitcakes for Nostalgia? Should I go with Life on the Flip Side because it's an amazing new album? Should I go with something from the 70s because it's so tried and true? It was it was hard to pick, but in the 90s. I mean, he's got four bangers in the 90s. I mean, Beach House is maybe not his highest moment in his musical career, but it's got some great stuff on it too. So, Anthony, anyways. I had that struggle too. I'm telling you. 
Fruitcakes is my number three album. It, it, yeah. and only because it's it's barely beat out by Changes because it was my first real dive into exactly. you know as you guys know. And so. honestly, Barometer Soup. That's a great And Banana Wind. That Both those albums are outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, no, and those are the three for, that really just captured me. And I was able to see two of those tours. I didn't see the Fruitcakes tour, but I did get to see the next two. And they were right. awesome. Heck, I think, God, either the Barometer tour I saw twice and the other one I saw three times. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Banana Wind. I mean, I remember going to the mall in Tampa, Florida when I lived down there and buying that CD Throwing it in my old truck and just cruising through the bays and stuff, jamming a new Jimmy Buffett album. It's just That's awesome. Kind of like a bumper sticker too that came with it, like I said Parrothead or Margaritaville or something that uh, wow. came with the CD when I bought it. So yeah. Did you put so, the bumper sticker on your truck? No, I think I still have it. Actually, I didn't want to put it on anything, man. Cause it was so That's cool. good. Same yeah. stuff with stuff like that. So, but uh, yeah, so that, those are my two. So Killing awesome. Well, Jimmy, you've got a. A pick of the week coming up for our next uh, oh, yeah. album. You ready for the music? Go ahead. Hit it, kiddos. And in this corner, weighing in at approximately 200 pounds, is the master of metal, the guru of guitar, and a lover of all things harmonica. He's our fearless leader. It's Jimmy with his... All right, James, what do you have for us? So, guys, in staying with our theme of something from the 2000s, I gave you you two the option to pick the year for me. 12, 2012 or 2016. So it's our own fault. And you you guys, no, hell, it's not god-awful. But uh, you picked 2012, and... That out that year, the album that we're gonna do is a uh, it's gonna be a different listen for you guys. Oh God! The return of David Lee Roth and Van Halen. Oh, it's okay. Van Halen's different kind of truth. Okay. And I'm yeah. gonna be anxious for you guys to go back and re-listen because this thing had a bunch of good and bad press for it when it came out in 2012. I recently went back and listened to it uh, a few times, you know, past few weeks, and I was like, you know what, we're gonna have to review this one, and it will close out our David Lee Roth saga. For Van Halen. So I think it'll yeah. be a fun listen and for you guys. I hope you guys will enjoy it. Since you picked that one, my OCD is killing me. we got to do the other Van Halen album we haven't covered yet. Van Halen so. 3? Yeah, we could. We're going to have to because we can't leave one out there we haven't covered yet. Sure we well, can. <laughs> I definitely wanted to get the Roth. Guys, I hate to say it. I think there's something bad going on with David Lee Roth. I mean, I really do. I think he's getting sick or he is sick. There's a it's lot possible. of stuff. Didn't he that cancel is, some of his Vegas He canceled all his stuff. Vegas stuff. He's not. Yeah. He retired. He canceled it all. So I don't foresee him. He, he's sick, I believe, and he just hasn't openly admitted. It scared me a little bit. He might be the next one that we see. Yeah, I tell you, man. After it's possible. After Meatloaf passed, I dusted off "Bad Out of Hell." Great album. And I've listened Great to that album. album twice in the last three days, and that album is fantastic. I'm gonna cover it on my podcast, uh, my song lines and tan lines, pretty soon. Because dude, so many good songs on that album. Oh, I, I tell you what, I know I talk about my dad liking music from the 70s. My dad liked Meatloaf so much, this album, he had it on record, he had it on 8-track, and he had it on cassette, yeah. and CD later in life. So I'm just telling you, my it, dad, uh, I can't. I haven't talked to him. I, I'm, I bet he took this one with a, like a punch in the gut. It uh, yeah. it sold 50 million copies, they saw, I read somewhere. That's a lot his, of I think copies. Obviously, it's his biggest, it had to be his biggest record. Cause uh, yeah, I don't see any by reason far. why it wouldn't have been. He had, a, so. he had a couple of good albums, but this album is stellar. So many yeah, good songs on it, yeah, man. but. Uh, I'll be honest, I know the song, but Paradise by the Dashboard Light, but I don't know the rest of it. I mean, I really don't. It's something I've never listened to. I I I bet you would would know some of these songs, honestly, Chris. Yeah. I might if I heard it. Two out of three ain't bads on there. Two out of three ain't bad? Oh, my God, dude. I'm sure you've heard it throughout. It's probably played in bars everywhere, but who knows? Probably. But, uh, yeah, so song lines and tan lines, we'll be getting into that one pretty soon. So I just got to go into that one. Well, fellas, this is a heck of a listen this week. Uh Anthony, what do you have going for your next? Of course, this is going to be on your podcast, but the this week after that. This will be my that, next so. one right here. Yeah, this will yeah. be number 100. This will be next week. This is why when Jimmy said he wasn't feeling good, I was like, I got nothing to post this Wednesday. I was going to do it no matter what, guys. I just, I would have been just more quiet. But if you now. couldn't have gone, I've been okay with it. I got some in the background I could play and just say, this is my 100th. We'll get to what I was going yeah. to initially do at some point. Jimmy's got COVID, Anthony. He's like, suck it up. You're doing the podcast. Exactly. They, they threatened to kill me. First time I haven't lined something up on a Wednesday ever since I started this thing. 
nice. So, but uh, anyways, <laughs> all right. So this it's is been it. fun. And, no, yeah. then after been, this week, me and Chris did a little something together. It's gonna post after this week. So that's it's awesome, true, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, boys, Jimmy, I'm would you like to close it out? I was going to say, I'll go ahead and finish it up the way we always do it. For Audible Ecstasy Podcast, this is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. And this is it. I had a blast doing that, and I hope you had a blast listening to it. Let me drop anchor here and close out the episode. You can hear my voice talking about music on the Audible Ecstasy podcast, and talking about horror on the Nightlight Tales podcast. And if you have five songs and two albums by Jimmy you would take to a desert island, email me at songlinesandtanlines at gmail.com with your answers. I would love to share them on the show. And if you know how to record yourself and can send those answers to me that way, either one works, either one gets you on this podcast and no story after the ukulele plays this week i will get back to the tale of the golden pirate on ebook and paperback on amazon next episode that's it thanks for listening cheers and aloha